Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health podcast, and I have Dr. J- Daryl Joffrey. Uh, he's the author of the best-selling book, Get Off Your Acid, Seven Steps and Seven Days to Lose Weight, Fight Inflammation, and Claim Your Health and Energy. He's the creator of the Alchemine Cleanse, a uh, noted celebrity nutritionist and a longevity expert who specializes in the alkaline diet. And there's a lot more to his story, but I'll let him tell you instead of me uh, you know, kind of just reading about it. So. Uh, to Jeffrey, how you doing? Thanks for coming. Hey, Rich. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, whenever I talk to people that are big into the health industry, they always have a personal story that led them there. So if you don't mind, can you you know, let listeners know what led you to be interested in health? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So looking back years ago, I've been a, a board-certified chiropractor in New York for uh, the past 18 years or so. But going back years and years ago, I was 42 pounds heavier than I am today. I had, you know, strong willpower at the time, which would power me through the day. But by the end of the day, I was just like drained. I had no gas in the tank. Uh, in the book you were just talking about, thank you so much for that um, great introduction. I call myself the shoemaker with no shoes. And what I meant by that was I was doing so many good things for myself, but I was addicted to sugar. That was the biggest issue that plagued me my entire life. And no matter what I did, I couldn't get over it. So one day I was adjusting a patient in my office. And literally, my pants split right down the backside. Goes without saying, it was a highly <laughs> embarrassing, yeah, highly embarrassing moment. And without realizing it, um, over the years, I realized that that sugar is what made me gain weight. Anyway, um, as Tony Robbins says, pain is a big motivator. So I started becoming a health investigator. I wanted to really investigate what the true cause of what my sugar addiction was. And as I followed the evidence, that evidence led me to acid, and acid was inflammatory to my body. You see, sugar is the most inflammatory substance you could put into your body. And basically, over the years, that was my big issue. So I started adding two green juices a day, started jumping on a rebounder for 15 minutes. And literally, within two weeks, my uh, my cravings to sugar just virtually went away, crushed them. And within a few months, I had dropped 40 pounds of, of weight and you know just reclaimed my life and my energy back. And here I am today and feeling better than ever. Well, that's great. Quick question. When you say you had two juices a day... Um, assuming they were more vegetable than fruit, right? Like what were the juices like just out of curiosity? Yeah, yeah, it's that's a great point that you bring up there because um, there's definitely a difference. Not all juices are created equal. So I'm talking about green juices, which are highly alkalizing. And when you want something to be alkaline, you have to make sure that there's three components. Number one, you want it to be high in minerals. Number two, high in fiber. Uh, most importantly, low in sugar. So you want to avoid the fruit. So I was doing fresh green juices, but I was also drinking a dehydrated greens powder. So what that is, it's like a scoop of greens that you can put in your glass of water. Um, they're very concentrated. You could put, you know, in our specific greens, we have 21 different greens. So in one scoop, you're getting five servings of organic greens. So it's very concentrated. It reduces inflammation and just a very easy, convenient and cost effective way without the messy cleanup of getting these green juices into your body. Any uh, tips, you know, in, in drinking the juice without going, blah, you know, making it palatable, but still useful and nutritious? Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a great point because, you know, you want this thing to be sustainable. 
Um, I could tell you a big part of this. And, you know, one of the things we do is um, we have a, a big cleanse that I coach people through. And in the beginning, so many times people have trouble with the green juices. Um, but it's not so much the green juice. It's more of the person's taste buds. All right. You have to understand it, that your taste buds basically shift or recreate themselves every two weeks. So two weeks from now, your taste buds are completely brand new. So if you start putting the right foods into your body, literally your body starts to crave those foods. So if you're putting sugar and artificial sweeteners and all these acidic foods, guess what? Your body's going to crave those foods. But if you start to shift that balance and start to add these more alkalizing foods, then what happens? Your body starts to crave those. And it's incredible. You come back seven days or two weeks after somebody starts green juicing, all of a sudden that magnet switch, they start craving these things. Um, but you know, I think in the beginning, if you are transitioning towards an alkaline lifestyle, you can add something like a green apple or a pear to give it a little bit of sweetness, which is going to still allow you to make that green juice tolerable and not make you give up after what I call the honeymoon phase is over. You know, we got to get back that past that uh, two week stretch where your why keeps you kind of so focused. So you got to just keep on going through. But I think doing something like that, um, you know, a little mild uh, sugar in the form of a fruit like that is better than adding like pineapple or something that has a lot more sugar. And then once you start doing this for a few weeks and you start getting better at them and you start feeling more comfortable, then you can start to transition more towards, you know, the straight up vegetable juices. So listen, you got to go at your own pace. You can't rush it. And just as long as you're moving towards better, it's all about progress, not perfection. So why is it so important to uh, reduce the acidity in your body? Why did you, like, what did the literature tell you and why was that so important? Because at the, at the core foundation of it, acid, acidity is really the most inflammatory substances that you could put in your body. When you look at these acid-forming foods, what are they? Things like sugar, grains, dairy, too much animal proteins, processed foods, right? All these foods, when they become digested and metabolized, they create inflammation in your body. And when you look at the, the different types of um, issues people are being plagued with in today's modern toxic world, you know, from energy loss to digestive issues to skin problems, um, all the way up to, you know, um, chronic disease like cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's disease. I mean, when I was growing up, I don't remember people with Alzheimer's, but now it's the third cause of death in our country. So whether we like it or not, people um, are becoming more toxic, more acidic, and that's leading to inflammation. And if that pattern, if that diet is not switched, then what happens, there's a knock-on effect. It starts to build up in the body and in the body's tissues. And over time, that low chronic acidosis can start to actually cause more inflammatory issues, eventually leading to chronic diseases. So, um, you know, it's really about just recognizing what you're doing, what these things can do to your body over time, and then just starting to implement a, a, um, a program to start to change that. It doesn't have to be all or none. Um, you know, if you just start with one thing, then that could lead to the second thing. All right. In my experience, when you start to add in the good, eventually it's going to outweigh the bad. And that's eventually how I beat my sugar addiction. I didn't deprive myself of sugar anymore because it doesn't work. Sugar is that powerful. It is literally eight times more powerful than cocaine. That is what the research shows, which is crazy. So, you know, your willpower will get you so far, but it's that powerful. You have to put the right things into your body. So as I started adding, not taking away before I knew it, the good outweighed the bad. It's a much more um, practical approach, especially with the new year approaching. And I think for people, um, you know, to really sustain this type of healthy living and lifestyle, I think that is the way we got to go about it. Yeah, the only, um, I, think, I don't know, I'm just thinking back. The only alkaline thing I've seen when I'm out and about is water. I know they have like pH 8 water, 8.5, but mm -hmm. are there any products out there that particularly talk about reducing the acidity in your body? Maybe I'm just not thinking of them, or is it just... It's so below the radar of most people that they don't say anything. 
Yeah, and listen, alkaline water is great, but you have to understand that it's not about alkaline water. It's about leaving a, leading a balanced lifestyle and helping your body get off its acid by first and foremost changing your diet. Um, I think we got to start there. Um, we have to help ourselves with the stress um, because stress is highly acid forming to the body, but it's also about convenience. We're all busy. So at the end of the day, whether you eat really healthy or you derail and don't eat healthy, you need to have a core set of things that you're going to do that's going to help your body neutralize the acid. And that's literally why I formed Alchemine. You know, I mentioned before, I've been a chiropractor for 18 years and in 2014, I launched Alchemine because of that specific reason. I wanted to create this convenient way to help people alkalize their body. And what I did was I created this line of superfood products. All right, one of those is daily greens. So it's a greens powder that you do when you wake up in the morning. And what it does is it just kind of kickstarts and jumpstarts your body. So no, no matter what your day could be ahead of you, whether that's a cup of coffee, which is highly acid forming, whether it's a stressful day at work, whether you have a glass of wine at dinner, you need to have the necessary nutrients in your body, the minerals to neutralize the acid. And that's what it's all about. Minerals neutralize acid, not alkaline water. So again, I drink alkaline water, but it's not a neutralizer of acid. Minerals are. And why are greens so important? Things like kale and watercress and romaine lettuce and you know avocados, because they're high in minerals. So the more minerals you can put into your body, the more you're going to have that potential to neutralize the acid. So in the morning, I drink that green powder. At the end of the day, we have a, um, a daily minerals powder, which is your foremost alkalizing minerals, which is calcium, magnesium, potassium, and sodium bicarbonate. So I do that at nighttime. And no matter what our day looks like, it gives your body those necessary nutrients and minerals to deal with the high acid that could be happening. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. I went at it backwards and just looked for quick fixes or stuff out there like alkaline water. But I should have asked you first is, so what does it look like when someone says, all right, I'm in, what do I do? Like, what's the start of this whole program look like? And what does it look like over the course of X number of weeks? So um, you have to really meet the person where they're at. And I think that's most important because, you know, everybody's different. Um, you know, someone might be ready to, to implement all seven steps. Someone might be ready to do one. So um, I think first and foremost, we have to kind of meet each person where they're at. And what we also have to understand is that everybody is different biochemically. So I love that ad approach that I mentioned before. Um, if you look at the first step in my book of the seven steps, all right, it's not about food. It's not about supplements. It's about oxygenation, all right, oxygenating your body. It's the most important nutrient of the body. We all know we can go without food for 40 days. We can go without water for, you know, um, a few days, but you can't go without oxygen for more than a few minutes. All right. And the problem is, is that we are living in this kind of high stress lifestyle where people are breathing, but they're not breathing to truly be alive. All right. What I mean by that is if you look at the average breath rate of a healthy person, you should be breathing between five and six breaths per minute. If you look at a cancer patient, all right, what their average breath rate is over 25 times. Right, it's much more. Why? Because the body is so acidic and inflamed, it's breathing more rapidly to get out the most prominent acid in the body, which is carbon dioxide gas. So we have to breathe more. And what we start out with is something called the 365 power breath. Very easy, takes less than three minutes. The best part is free. And what you do is you get yourself in a nice ergonomic position. You could do this anywhere. You breathe in for three seconds, all right, in the nose. You hold it for six seconds, and then you exhale out the mouth for five. And here's a good, easy way to remember that, 365, 365 days a year, you need to do this every single morning when you get up to oxygenate and energize and alkalize your blood. So that's the first part. Number two, hydration. 
All right. We live in a toxic world. It's not just the food that we eat. It's the water that we drink. It's the environment that we breathe. And I always say the solution to pollution is dilution. 90% of Americans are chronically dehydrated. But here's the problem. If a plant begins to wilt, what comes to mind? Most doctors would say drugs and surgery. And that's people's approach for almost every single ailment. Right? We got to get back to basics. Right? Give people um, the, the necessary hydration to basically energize their body. You're going to give the plant water. You're going to give it sunlight, nutrition. If there's toxins in the soil, remove those. So you got to hydrate the body. And then we get into the more advanced stuff, which is chlorophyll, which is your greens, and then your minerals. We talk about lymphatic drainage, something like doing a skin brush on your skin for two minutes a day or bouncing on a rebounder for you know 10 minutes, which is the most powerful way to exercise your body, the mini trampoline. It's also called a rebounder. And then we have different strategies to do simple detoxification throughout the day, which can take 30 seconds, a minute, uh, 10 minutes. We have different strategies for that. And then we talk about different ways to alkalize by exercising, but doing so in a healthy way for your body. So there's seven different um, steps. There's a lot of great tools in there to actually help implement those steps. And again, just start somewhere, commit to doing it. And then what happens is do it 100% and then lead to the next one. And as you go more and more and more, what's going to happen is there's going to be this build up knock on effect and you're going to start to feel better, more energized, and you're going to want to create more of that feeling. And that's why I say, just get through the seven steps. You're going to feel so good. You're not going to want to go back to your old lifestyle. So what are some of the difficulties people have? You, know, you said you got to meet them where they're at. So, you know, what causes people to fall out of the program or to say, I can't do this or not have yeah. success with it? Well, I think you said the first word, which is can't. You got to remove that word from your vocabulary because um, there's a saying, if you can't, you must. All right. The words can't and should need to be eliminated. We've got to stop shooting all over ourselves, all right? And I think it gets down to more, not so much um, of like the strategy of how you're going to do it, because I can teach that to you. The book teaches that to you. That's very powerful, but you can get that from reading it. What I can give you is that purpose, that compelling vision, that why. You know, there's a saying, if the why is big enough, the how will find a way, the how will take care of itself. So I think um, coming into New Year's, it's like, what's the biggest stat? January 15th. The research shows that 92% of people are actually going to fail at their resolutions. Why is that? Because they're associating with um, um, they're associating pain with making the change in their life. It's like, oh man, I got to go to work out, the gym again. I got to start eating healthy. And pain is not enough to get you through the challenging times. And whether we like it or not, we are all going to hit those roadblocks, those obstacles in our life. So I think we have to start with the why. If you create a big enough reason, a big enough purpose, again, I say that compelling vision, and it needs to be so crystal clear that nothing is going to stop you. Nothing will stand in your way. And when it does, you're going to have that wherewithal to find a way to get through it. So I think that's what stops people not really understanding or, or, or creating that why for why they need to do it. And the why is not about losing weight. Great. You lost a half a pound. It's why do you want to lose weight? What is that going to give you back into your life? When I lose weight, it's going to give me energy. It's going to give me um, you know, the, the, uh, the empowerment to actually feel good about myself, to get up and work harder. You know, so we have to really get um, uh, crystal clear and define what our goal and what our why is so that when we actually start to um, approach the lifestyle changes, nothing will stop you. And that's the key. So what are the sample populations of people that come to you for help? Are they, do they tend to have diabetes? Do they tend to have other conditions like cancer? Are they just people that want to lose weight and look good? You know, who comes to you and why? All, all of the above. I mean, we see every single condition you can think of from, um, you know, weight loss is a big one, especially this time of year. Reflux. I mean, one in two Americans have reflux. 
all right? And you don't have a deficiency of proton pump inhibitors. I mean, the PPIs are making you worse, not better. So when people come to me, you have to really become an investigator and find what that true cause is. You know, we see kids and we see, you know, children who are having issues with ADD in school. Um, you know, obesity uh, among children has, has become skyrocketed over the last, you know, 10 to 20 years. And then we do see the chronic diseases like heart disease, like cancer, like diabetes, obesity. So we really see from A to Z. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter what symptom, what effect that has in your body, right? We're not treating the symptom. We're treating the cause. And I think that's why we get such great results is that we look for what other doctors and even the people themselves, the patients themselves are not looking for. And I think because our methods are unique, we really are helping so many people get to um, the true cause of why they're feeling it. In other words, if there's a leak in the ceiling, right, most doctors are going to put a piece of masking tape over that leak, hoping that it's not going to actually break through. Right, but that is not what's causing the leak. You have to find, is it coming from the chimney? Is it coming from the roof? Maybe it's the piping. So once you find what that true cause is, then and only then can you put that person on a specific protocol to get them well. All right. Now, I'm not saying there's not a time for medication. It's for crisis care. But what are we doing in between? The whole goal is the more self-care you do and the more health care that we do, we're going to avoid the crisis. You know, so in other words, the analogy is brush your teeth, floss your teeth, go to the hygienist, go to the dentist. The more of that that you do for yourself, you're going to avoid the dreaded root canal. And it's the same for your health. It's true. It's true. Um, I found, I guess, personally, it helps if you have a, a gun to your head, you know, like a very, very <laughs> compelling reason. You yeah. know, it's not nice, but it is, uh, it seems to be making it a lot easier to do it if you have, uh, you know, a scare, let's say a heart attack or cancer or something like that, or diabetes. Do you observe yeah. the same thing in your, in the people that come to you, the ones that are more successful have that gun to that head, or is it just the drive to do it? Um, wow, that's a really great question. I think it's both. Um, I started off um, in our conversation today saying pain is a huge motivator. And I'm going to tell you that is absolutely something that can flip the switch in people making the decision. But I've seen patients that have cancer, for instance, like lung cancer, and they still smoke. So you would think if someone was diagnosed with lung cancer, they would stop smoking. So I think it's really a combination of pain and pleasure, all right, which we talked about. All right, that was kind of my motivating factor um, when that whole little incident happened in my office. But I also think it's um, people having that big enough why, right? What is your purpose behind you doing it? I know for me, um, having a four-year-old and a 19-month-old at home, you know, when my four-year-old was born, that changed my why big time. When my father passed, when my father was diagnosed with cancer in 2014, um, and then when he passed away last year, that was my big why. And I wrote that in the book. I mean, the opening stories about him and the last page was me holding his hand when he died. And that was my last literally words to him. You know, I said, dad, whatever I can, whatever I'm going to do, um, I'm going to make it my mission to make people, um, you know, not have to go through what you went through. And that's become my mission. So my why, which is strong enough before that happened, be, took on a whole new purpose with what my dad went through. So I think it's really a combination. Pain is a huge motivator, but we still got to create that why, but that why is still based on pain. So where do you see, um, people fall out even in your program where do they need that that extra boost to get them going at what point in the program and what kind of things make them fall out that you've seen you know in the beginning everybody's excited everybody's motivated and then things can get real you know real quick once your body starts detoxifying for some people who are highly toxic it could be a little uncomfortable so you can't live on an island what i mean by that is you can't go through this alone I'm telling you, I've coached thousands and thousands. God, in the last 18 years, I've 
uh, coach over 120,000 patient visits. And I can tell you the people that have someone that they're doing this with, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a, a brother or sister or a friend, get better results because you're there. It's about accountability. You know, if you're there on that island by yourself, it's a lot harder. I'm not saying you can't do it um, by yourself alone. There's been many times I've gone about it that way. But I know that when you have a support cast, someone that's there to kind of uplift you when you have a bad day or you're going to get knocked down because this is life, it is going to happen, right? You, it's so important to have those people. And one of the benefits of our, our seven-day alkaline cleanse at Alkamine is that I have a private Facebook a private Facebook group where I'm in there 24-7 and I'm able to be that person. Plus, they have each other. We have over a 1,000 people in there and it's just such an amazing support cast. So whether or not you have somebody outside of here, I created that support group so that you can have another group if need be. And it's a powerful group of like-minded individuals and that's it. We all know that if you play somebody in a game of tennis or whatever sport that is, if you play someone worse than you, their game will go up and usually your game will go down. So when you're all playing on that same field, it's like you're all going to get better. You're all going to go up. So it's my job to get in there, motivate people. Um, we do calls. I do posts. So I think having a support system is so crucial with this because it's just about getting through those tough times, which are going to happen. It's life. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, when you look at the other diets out there, you know, keto, uh, you know, just low carb, I mean, mm-hmm. vegan, et cetera. What's your opinion of all these diets out there and do you think that some are work for some people some don't i mean what's your you know when you look at the landscape what do you see because of what you know you know anytime people make changes a lot of times in the beginning they're going to start to get better results but then what happens is the body will adjust along the way depending on what you're doing um I am all about plant-based alkaline living and there's a difference between plant-based alkaline living and vegetarian now what I mean by that now my wife is vegetarian Um, I'm 99% vegetarian I eat fish a few times a month but there are healthy vegetarians and they're sick vegetarians all right just because you're vegetarian doesn't mean that you're eating the right way because many clients who I've coached who came to me vegetarian were pastatarians, carbohydratarians. They were not eating meat, which classified them as vegetarian. However, they were dumping sugar into their body. And I talked about how bad that was before. So we have to help the vegetarians who are highly inflamed from the sugar to flip the switch and start to decrease the sugar and put the right foods in the body, the dark green leafy vegetables, um, the cruciferous vegetables, the sulfur-based vegetables, the healthy fats. You know, the green juices, the green soups, the salads, things like that, the smoothies, um, start alkalizing the body. You mentioned keto. Keto is great. There's so many good things about keto, right? The research shows how amazing keto is against cancer. But when you look at it, keto is an acid forming diet and is not sustainable. It's a high protein diet. Now, what I love about it is that there's a lot of healthy fats in it. There's also some unhealthy fats. So what I did was I took from the keto diet, the healthy fat component. All right, things like avocados, which I call God's butter, um, raw nuts and seeds. So things like raw almonds and macadamia nuts, uh, Brazil nuts and walnuts, um, hemp seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, um, raw nut butters like almond butter, cacao butter, uh, coconut butter, uh, healthy oils, things like um, avocado oil and extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil, MCT oil. So those are the fats that are good for your body. All right. What I'm avoiding are the unhealthy fats. Um, I'm avoiding the dairy. I'm avoiding eating too much animal protein because when you eat too much animal protein, it actually turns to sugar in your body. So there is a good component of the keto diet that's healthy, but it's not sustainable because there are many components of it that's high acid forming. So when um, you look at the alkaline diet, it takes the best of all those. It takes the best of vegetarian, the best of keto, and it makes that into a healthy 
diet, one that lowers inflammation, one that reduces the acid potential in your body, one that is sustainable, one that does have enough protein, but not too much protein. So when you live it that way, then you're going to get the results that you want as far as losing weight, having better skin, having better energy, and most importantly, avoiding preventing chronic disease. Very good. Do you have um, any significant number of people that will go on your program, lose weight, and then rebound? Or is it just because they come off the program? Or sure. there are a certain percentage of people that you just, for some reason, you just can't help? And there's nothing wrong with that if it's the case. I just wonder. There, first and foremost, there's no one that you can't help. Everybody can be helped. It doesn't matter where they, they're at. My father, who had you know, this cancer where the doctor told him he only had a few months to live, he lived almost three years. And his doctor called me after, about two weeks after he died, and he said, you know, Daryl, I don't understand most of what you did for your dad, but I can tell you it absolutely delayed his life and his quality of life. And he lived long enough to actually meet my daughter. So for me and for him, that was priceless. So no matter what condition you have, whether you're overweight or you have cancer or Alzheimer's, right, there's always hope. You can always do something that's going to have a positive impact on your body. But everybody's different, all right? We can't control that one aspect, which is the why. 20% of the success, uh, the success in your life, in, in your diet, in your health, I'm going to give to you as far as the strategy, but that's 20%. The other 80%, which is, are you going to do this or you're not going to do it? That I can't give for you. Now, I can help motivate you. I can help coach you um, and try to give you those strategies to kind of, you know, prevent you from making that happen. But life is life and things, things, things will happen. So at the end of the day, yes, people will rebound, but it's not about if you stop, if you fall off. God knows I've fallen off track a million times in my life. It's how you get back up. You know, if you veer off course too far and you just say, you know what, I just give up, then that's when, that's when you have to throw the talent, but you never do that. So if you do veer off course a little bit, again, get back up and get right start on it again. You know, and it's never too late to get back on track. No, that's a good way to think about it because, right, if you do something and you have success and you fall off, get back on, get back on. Even if you do it a hundred times, why not? You know, you're better off than if you just say, I give up. Yeah, we all hear heard the stories about, uh, you know, how many times uh, uh, the light bulb didn't work and then all of a sudden, boom, it was like, what, the thousand try that light was formed or whatever that, that was. But, you know, what happens if you gave up on the one right before that, uh, one before the success happened, right? Don't give up five minutes before the miracle happens is what I'm trying to say. Keep on going. Keep on going. If I have a beaker, you know, and I, I start to put drops in, chemical drops, and all of a sudden on the 50th drop, the whole thing turns blue, which was the most important drop? Some people will say the first, some people will say the 50th, all right? It's a trick question. The answer is all the drops, because if I missed one drop, I wouldn't have gotten the color to change. So don't give up before the miracle happens. Keep on going every day. Wake up and say, this is what I'm going to do today, right? If I can just do these few things, commit to doing something, progress, not perfection. As long as you're moving in the right direction, all right, you're going to go and make change happen. That's great. So what, what are resources? You mentioned them, but let's put them all together in the same spot, you know, for listeners. They want to take action. What do they need to do? I would say, um, number one, start breathing. All right. Do the three, six, five power breath. All right. We're stressed. We got to help our body deal with the stress, adapt to stress eventually during the holidays. Number two, increase your water, increase your hydration, All right, Get a purified, get clean water. All right. And what happens is, is as we start to drink more water, you're going to start to come alive again. So the goal is three to four liters of water a day. But if you're at one liter, just go to 1.5. Small little changes become big changes. Number three, start drinking a green juice a day. 
All right, one green juice a day. All right, we have a great one um, on our um, on our website, getoffyouracid.com, where we just take a scoop of greens, put it in a, a glass of water. Super easy. In less than 30 seconds, you're getting five serv servings of organic greens. Number four, get some minerals into your body. That could be via an avocado. It could be via a salad. It could be via um, one of our uh, mineral supplements. All right, but we got to get more minerals into the body. Number five, start to lymphatically drain your body. Your lymphatic system is what we call the garbage collectors of the body. And how do you move your, or how do you get your lymphatic system cleaned out? How do you detoxify your body? By movement. All right, so start to move your body. So you can jump on a rebounder, which I have in my apartment for 10 minutes a day. You can go on a whole body vibration machine. You can buy for five bucks a lymphatic uh, brush. It's called a dry skin brush. And for two minutes before you go in the shower, you can just run it up and down your skin um, towards the, the um, heart. And basically what that's going to do is going to help your body detoxify. You can do one thing every day to do daily detoxification. It could be putting a lemon slice in your water. It could be taking a tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil, the juice from um, a slice of a lemon and drinking that. You know, we have a whole list of uh, different protocols that you could do, but something as little and simple as that is going to do some detoxification. Or you could do a detox tea, which is turmeric, ginger, um, lemon, black pepper. You could do a detox bath, which is a 20-minute bath with Epsom salts and baking soda. All right. And then what you want to do is exercise your body. All right. Move your body. All right. Just by moving your body, you're going to feel better. You're going to feel happier. You're going to stimulate your happy hormones like your endorphins and enkephalins. All right. Motion is emotion. So you can you can do the rebounder like I mentioned before. You can go outside for a 10 to 15 minute brisk walk. All right. Just get your body in motion and you're going to feel better. All right. All those things I just mentioned, seven simple things. All right. They don't take a lot of time, but just figure out what it's going to be. It doesn't have to be all seven. It could be one of them. Do one of them. Master that for a week and then go on to number two. All right. Come up with a game plan for yourself and keep on going. Well, that's great. So I, I just have one last question. Um, you know, since you're a celebrity nutritionist, is it true that celebrities have magical weight loss and, and beauty powers where they're not like other people? <laughs> oh, I can I say absolutely not. One thing I have noticed about the celebrities that I coach is that they work their tails off. Um, they work so hard. You know, Kelly Ripa, who wrote the forward of my book, she's one of the hardest working people that I know. You know, she works out, she spins, she's got family life, she works hard, but she puts the time in to take care of herself. You know, she leads this 80-20 lifestyle of living alkaline. Now, I didn't say 100%. You know, when she talked about me on her show, she didn't, she still said she was drinking her coffee. So remember, it's not about deprivation, everybody. It's about moderation. But I can tell you that they put the work in, they put the hard work in. We don't see that all the time. We see, you know, the stuff that shows up in the newspapers and the magazines and online. But what we don't see a lot of time is the hard work that goes behind, you know, the, um, uh, the amazing things that they're doing. So, uh, I could tell you that these things don't happen overnight. They do take a lot of hard work, but it's also having the, the right strategy. It's not just about working hard. It's about working smart and if we work smarter and do the right things then we can get there faster well that's great well dr jeffrey i really appreciate you coming and sharing all your knowledge and passion stories and thanks so much uh rich thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it you have been listening to almost here around the corner future technology podcast with richard jacobs subscribe to this podcast post a review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.